WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, let's do it, Jerem Tanner and Noli. It's another edition of the WCB Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings and Raycon. It is Jerem here. Um, hope everybody had a great weekend. Um Keeping up with what I said last week, we are going to go uh, with another Memory Monday episode here. Uh, This one was a lot of fun. Uh, This one took place on June 19th of 2020. It was in the heat of the COVID lockdown. It was the first time that we had a guest uh, video chat with us. um, And it was absolutely beauty, showing us all of his equipment um, and some of his favorite gear. And I... I'm talking about none other than the hometown legend himself, Scott Darling. Um, it was a lot of fun talking with him. Uh, this is one of those interviews that I really hope that we run back here very soon. A couple things that he has done since uh, the last time we spoke with him. Um, doing the stand-up comedian now. He uh, just played and hosted his last game. Uh, so we definitely would love to have him uh, back on the show to kind of see, you know, where he's at now. Uh, but like I said, uh, Memory Monday. Scott Darling, uh, for the new fans, listeners who uh, may have missed these interviews, I hope you are enjoying these replays of them, um, and we will see you on the next one. So today we are joined by a hometown hero. Uh, he is a 2015 Stanley Cup champion. Um, please welcome to the show goaltender Scott Darling. Scott, how you doing, man? Doing good. Thanks for having me, fellas. Oh, thanks for coming on. How are uh, so? How are you holding up with uh, you know quarantine and all that? Quarantine's okay. I, I joke. I was born in a quarantine. I just love like TV and movies. And I love hanging out with my dog. So, um, and my fiance is she's a nurse who tests she tests COVID patients. So I joke oh, we're double quarantine because like we don't <laughs> around anybody. Um, but yeah, she finally stopped. Because we're about to get married, even though we had to cancel our wedding. So we had to call an Audible, and we're, like, renting an RV, and we're eloping in Montana. So now we're, like, a little bit safer, like, be around our friends because she stopped doing that because of the wedding that's coming up. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, I know it can be, like, pretty lonely if you have to remain in quarantine, let alone double quarantine. It's, yeah, yeah uh, I double quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you said, you, you love movies, you love hanging out. Maybe you're like, secretly, this is probably the best thing that could happen to me right now. I'm good, man. I got my TVs and my dog, and I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> oh, you got a big dog, too, don't you? Yeah, I have a great Dane. He's uh, Moose is 170 pounds. Jesus. And then we, <laughs> we just did what everyone else in quarantine did. We just bought another dog. Okay. Another great Dane. Uh, his <laughs> name is Gary. He's about nine pounds right now. Um. Oh, is he like just just born Great Dane? Yeah, like we get we get him in four weeks. Oh wow. Um, I'm so sure he's probably the size of a small dog already rather than like a puppy. <laughs> yeah, like I mean when we got Moose, he was ten weeks, he was like sixteen pounds, and they grow so fast, it's incredible. So Gary is five weeks right now, and we can get him when he's eight weeks, and he's gonna be massive. Like I think we'll be like two hundred and 10 215 pounds so god i'm excited i i love i love my dog and i'm excited to have another one yeah man I don't is know it, do, do you do you feel like you just have to get a great dane because you're like such a large guy too you just like need a big dog alongside you <laughs> just like me they're so big like dorky and lazy and get along great. 
<laughs> I have like clumsy, you know, and we get along great. I'll bark, he'll bite. Like, so I love moose and, and like said, Gary is new little brother. I'm pumped to get him. That's awesome. That's <laughs> so, so yeah, let's uh, you know, let's moving on to hockey, a little hockey talk here. Um, so first question, we get we've been having a lot of goalies on recently. So I'm a forward. Tanner's a goalie himself. Yeah. So I always like to get into like the mindset of the goalies. Like, what drove you to play goalie? Like, because I mean, it takes this very special person to volunteer to sit in front of that net. Um, was there like always the plan to be a goalie, or was it just kind of like a lucky draw? Well, yeah, you look back at it, terrible decision. To be <laughs> but I mean, yours me, worked out pretty well, though, so. Yeah, Got I mean, to win I, Stanley Cup. <laughs> I complaints, but um, I joke that when I stop playing, I'm never going to play goal again. I'm going to be a forward, just like cherry-picking, shooting high. Um, but when I was a kid, my dad was a goalie, um, so I used to watch him play men's league, and so I watched him a lot, and then I got really drawn to the gear. Um, and then I sucked at forward. I played forward until I was five. And then they're like, nah, you can go in the net. And <laughs> I was like, okay. And I kind of found my, my spot in the net. Um, and I haven't left it ever since. So you, you were forced to play goalie basically. Yeah. We were on one of those teams where like you traded who played goalie and then okay. in net and they're like, you can just stay there. And <laughs> you just, you just have the team equipment and you're like, well, this is mine now apparently. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can serve a team better at age five, just sitting here like picking boogers. <laughs> and you played in the in like the Chicagoland area, right? You played in the minor hockey here. Um, I I'm did curious. Second grade, yeah. I'm curious if I ever played against you because I'm also an '89, and I grew up playing on like the Chicago Blues. And like when I first started, it was on like the Eagles, and like then they folded and became the Chicago Blues. And then it was just like. I'm curious because, like, it said you played for the Huskies and you played I for played the Vikings. For, uh, so I played for the Vikings in second grade, but I played, like, my age group was, like, Mike, double-A or whatever it was. And the Huskies, I played up a year. And then TI, CYA, I played the 88 birth year. So I was probably, like, just, like, a year in front of you the whole time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It would have been so cool, though. I was kind of pumping myself up. I was like, maybe I did play against him. That would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like, up on me one time. <laughs> That'd be so, so cool. So did you did you kind of get looked at from like your time playing in Illinois? Because I mean, growing up, like the time like we all grew up playing Illinois hockey, it really wasn't where it's at now. Um, it was kind of like kind of like a almost like a joke around the country kind of thing. Like, um, yeah. was it here that you got recognized, or was it when you moved on somewhere else? No, I, I left early, man. I, I went to boarding school in eighth grade up in Saskatchewan. Um, and then I came back for a year and played CYA my freshman year of high school. And then I got like drafted in the juniors. So I played junior B in the quad cities my sophomore year, played in the NAHL Mason city, my junior year, started my senior year and then Eastern junior league and all in New York, my senior year. And that's where I got noticed when I was in New York. And that's um, where I got my scholarship and that's where I got drafted out. Did you think that, like, when you when you got, like, noticed for that, for the scholarship, were you like, well, this is just another step? Like, you can feel the wheels turning, like you were going to make it to the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Super honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I hadn't talked to, like, a single college team because I always wanted to play in the Midwest. I know Illinois doesn't have a team, but I'm a, a Badgers fan, a Michigan fan, North Dakota. I want to play somewhere around here. But I got noticed when I was out east. 
And so it all happened super fast. Like RPI talked to me, then Maine talked to me, then every school on the East Coast talked to me. Because in that league, you do like showcases every weekend. So like okay. if the team plays at one rink and all the scouts go to see them all play. So it's easier for the scouts. And at that time, Maine was the top team in the country with the, the history of goaltenders that they had. Ben Bishop was playing there, Jimmy Howard, all those guys. Jesus. Um, so it was kind of a no-brainer for me, and I committed there right away. And then at the end of that season is when I got drafted by Arizona. When uh, what did you have that moment that like that aha moment? Like you're like, okay, I can really you know make a career out of this. I can really like you know take myself to that level. Or not just... until I was like 24. That's 24. Were you more like in the sense of just uh, like how I think how I would feel? It's just like what the fuck is going on? Like <laughs> this is yeah. pretty cool though. Like <laughs> you dream about it, but like my my realistic like tangible goal my whole life was D1 hockey. Like I wanted to play D1, and you know. Everybody wants to, and that was enough for me to strive for. Um, and then, you know, you get out. You know, I only played two years in May. I didn't get signed by Phoenix. And then it's like, okay, well, I don't have a college degree, so I'm just going to keep trying to play hockey and, like, earn a living. Um, and I did that, and, like, I just chipped away at it. And, like, it didn't become, re- like, a real thought of mine until I had a full season in the AHL with Milwaukee in 13, 14. Then I was like, cause I, I started to watch my teammates go up, you know, and like watch guys come back and like who just played in NHL. I'm like, oh, we're all on the same ice. Like this is possible. I was always worried about going back down. Yeah. And I had a good season. And that's when it like came real for me. Like I was like, this could happen, you know? And then, and that's when I signed with the Hawks after that season. So yeah, you had that unreal season with uh, with Milwaukee that you were talking about, thirteen six and two with like a nine thirty three save percentage. Um, so going into go, the stats pulled up in front going, of you, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Uh, going into so going into that off season, was there like rumblings that you had a shot at an NHL contract, or was it kind of like a surprise when the Hawks gave you that call? I mean, it was a surprise that the Hawks did. I, I had offers from about four other teams. Um, and I was like in the Nashville system playing for Milwaukee. So I was hoping Nashville would sign me and they didn't offer me. Um, and then out of the blue, my agent calls me. He's like, yeah, the Hawks went off your two way. And I was like, fuck everyone else. Sign <laughs> <laughs> it right now, forge my name so that we get this done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was so excited. Cause as you guys know, I'm, I'm from here. I love the Hawks, still love the Hawks. Like every, everything else just went out the window. It was like you you liked Eddie Belfort when you were growing up, right? Yeah. Was did he influence you at all when you were growing up playing hockey? And like, was that like part of like, oh, cool, I get to play goalie, or was it just like, yeah, he's awesome and I like playing goalie? Like, yeah, I mean, cool. <laughs> my dad was a big goalie like fanatic too, and like he loved Esp- Esposito, and like we watched all the Hawks games, so Belfort was my guy, and I love watching all of Polzig play too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say like style wise because like it's different eras. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Eddie is a little bit feistier than I am. Um, so I didn't really like emulate him in that way, but I love his competitiveness and just like his like fierce approach to the game. And as a Hawks fan, he was the guy when I was growing up. So I just like worship. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things I really enjoyed was just the fact that like he made it his net. He's like, I'm not giving this up to anybody. It's like, yeah. you have to take this from me. Like, this is mine. And, like, it kind of seemed like that's how you were 
when you, once you got the shot to play, once like Crawford went down the, during that season and Ronta was the backup and then you guys split time and you just came out of nowhere, just like fucking so like just everybody had to like respect what you could do. Yeah, I was kind of I, I, I was like that. I'd say until I was full time Corey's backup, like through the minors. You know, like I, I'm still great friends with a lot of the goalies that I play with, but I didn't give two shits if I took their job or like ruined their careers or whatever. However, it played out. Like I was, I was climbing, you know. And but when I got there to be Corey's backup, it's like you you're at the peak. So you just want to, there's nowhere left to like climb to. So you just want to be the best you can be for the team. And if my role is to be the backup, I'm going to support Corey like so much. Cause it's not like when you're in the A, you have to leapfrog the guy to get to the next level. It's not like that once you're at the top level, but I, yeah, I can, maybe there was a little Ed Bell four chip on my shoulder, like through the minors. Cause like, like I said, I'm, I'm great friends with like pretty much every goalie I've played with along the way, played for a lot of teams, but Going up, like, I didn't give a shit. I was like, yeah. sorry, you know, sorry yeah. for taking the job. Same, same feeling. It was just like, yeah, I'm going to start every game. I never want to come out of the net. I want to make sure that we're winning and it's because of me. Like, that's that's the feeling you want to have, and it's great. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago, actually, and he – what you said, he didn't say it the same way you said it, but just that mindset that he had going into there, it's, just, it's so crazy just hearing, like, some of the best goalies have that just – fuck you, I'm doing this, this is my spot. And then you had that extra drive to be playing for your for your childhood team too. Um, that's That had to be like a nice little bonus on that too. Uh, I'd say more than a nice little bonus. <laughs> I mean, it's like Disney shit, you know, like having that be the team I signed with. First year we win the whole thing. I actually like squeak in a couple games in the beginning and like, you know, you couldn't write a script better in my opinion. And, like, that's why I'm just, like, still to this day, I can die a happy man. I got to play for my favorite team. We won a cup. Um, best years of my life. And I'm just pumped I got to be a part of it. They're airing all the games right now on, on yeah. TV. And yeah. I've never seen them. Five-year anniversary. There you go. Wait, is is it? I watched the first three games. So I've never seen them. Like, the actual broadcast. Like I've oh, seen, really? I've seen, like, my video, like, the clips of the saves and stuff. But I've never watched the game, like, as a spectator would. So it's been pretty crazy to watch. It's been fun to kind of like reminisce about it. <laughs> it's, is that the, what you're kind of spending your time doing now that you have like all the time in the world, just kind of going back and reminiscing on the, I on the championship fun. days right now? Yeah. I <laughs> turn off whatever show I'm binging for two hours every night to, to, to reminisce about the glory days. <laughs> so since you brought them to the replay, do you guys have like like a group chat or something that you guys like throw stuff back and forth, like maybe chirping, you know, back and forth about it at all? I, I, we don't have a group chat, but like I'm still tight with a bunch of the guys and like I'll take, I mean, the guys who are still playing for the team probably aren't watching this. Yeah. But, you know, some of us, we like throw digs at each other and, and most of them don't live in Chicago, so they can't even see it. So I'll like send them a picture or something and be like, Rundy, you fucked up on that one, or like, <laughs> you know, remember when you used to be bad at hockey? Like, just like, messing with them. <laughs> but yeah, no one else can see it because it's only on the Chicago broadcast. Yeah, it's on the Comcast. Isn't uh today's the fifth anniversary of the parade? Isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. What was that like for you? It was a decent day. <laughs> um, yeah, it was super cool. And for me, it's, you know, a little extra cool because, again, Hawks fan. Um, 
you know, my family got to come on the bus with us and like have the experience. And my entire family was at the parade as a fan. I wasn't there, but they were there like in the crowd for the other two. And so the third one, we all got to like get on the bus and do the thing. And, you know, so it's pretty special memory for my entire family. God. Can't imagine. <laughs> like, like just legit. watching the parade two years and then just being like, hey, now we're in it. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. um, so going back to like, you know, you signed with the Hawks when you came in. Um, was there a certain like guy that you kind of like drew, drew yourself to to kind of like show you the ropes with, about, you know, being in the, in the NHL? Or was it kind of like, or was there any guy that kind of surprised you a little bit about how they were from what you, you know, kind of hear about yeah, stories? I would, say, I would say Corey surprised me a lot. Cause he comes off to the fan as like very dry and quiet, you know, like when he does his interviews, but he's like the nicest guy in the world and like very caring. Like even my first training camp, like he knew I was scared shitless. Was my, you know, everyone did. I tried to play it cool, but um, you know, so he like took me under his wing and like, even though I wasn't supposed to be his backup, like I knew I was going to Rockford. Um, and then Michael Lake was there too. And he kind of took me under his wing when we were in Rockford um because he'd been playing pro for 12 13 years at that point um but yeah once I got up with pro like no better mentor like he was awesome like and he has a great like mental aspect to the game um because like me I'm kind of high strong about playing and like I get stressed out and like it can affect how you play how you sleep how you prepare and he's like the opposite and that's why he's so good so that kind of rubbed off on me and we had just a great working relationship the whole time I was there. How did that, like, you know, really affect you, though, that playoff series when you kind of – you took it, took the crease from him and then you go on and do just great um, – you broke, made records, you know, longest, like, relief appearance without a goal, most saves without a goal, relief appearance. And was yeah, he – Watch the one that airs tonight and let me know how you feel about it. <laughs> I can, I can get about 15 minutes. <laughs> Um, was, no, it was weird for me to like, s- like step in front of like one of my heroes, you know? Yeah. Um, and so for if anything, I was more insecure that he was going to like be mad at me and like, you know, but he handled it great. And, you know, when he, he took the net back, he killed it. And obviously we all know the outcome. Um, so for me, I was just happy that I contributed and like, you know, it's still my, my like claim to fame in Chicago. It's like when people see me, they're like, oh, Nashville, Nashville. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, it's five years later. It's been happening for five years. Like, yeah. so. I think that that toe save you had in game one was probably one of the most iconic saves of that entire year, let, let alone like, I think the decade maybe for like the Hawks playoffs, which is just insane. I remember watching that and just being like, what the fuck, how that happened? Like, <laughs> I remember the next year when we were we were playing the Preds and I'm friends with Carter Hutton um, and he was doing like his goalie like warm up before they had their practice and he saw me standing on the bench and he just like mimicked it, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's well, their goalie remembers that save. <laughs> um, oh, that's but great. yeah, I mean that's for me. That's like, you know, other than like winning and being part of that team like that, like one save. It's like my peak of my career so of your goaltending yeah was there was there anybody on that Nashville team that was on the the Milwaukee Admirals with you the year previous that you were like Philip him and I lived in a hotel room together the entire season the year before oh shit 
So we're great friends, still are friends. Um, he scored a hat trick on me in game five and will never let me forget it. Um, <laughs> goalie guys like Cal Yarncroft, Colton Sissons. Uh, there, there was like six or seven guys on that team that I played with the year before. So it was kind of fun, like competitive in that way. Yeah, so like, you get to talk a little shit to people you know, like pretty well. Yeah, and then kind of, you know, like peacock a little bit when you're going through the handshake. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Could you show them your ring when you were all done? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just a little group, a little group chat, like just yeah, photo or send it right over to the Nashville guys. It's <laughs> oh, fantastic, though. Oh. So what was it? Uh, I mean... I mean, I, clearly it's all crazy, but, like, what's it like being called up and then Coach Q giving you the green light to go and net, and you're like, oh, shit, all right, here we go. Like, for that game? Oh, no, I'm just talking about when this, during the season, before even the playoffs happened. Oh, yeah, I mean, I wish I was wearing a diaper when he told me that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, he had just played a game and we were getting on the plane for a back-to-back. Um, so you have to walk by the coaches to go back to, like, where we sit. And he just, you know, in a classic Q voice, he's like, you're going. You're going. <laughs> I was like, I just kept walking and everyone saw me. So, like, <laughs> in the headlights. And I just, like, went back to my seat and just, like, sweat the rest of the flight. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually going to play tomorrow. Because we were flying back. I forget where we played the night before. But we were flying back to play that first game against Ottawa. And, yeah, I was like, I couldn't sleep. I was a wreck the whole time. <laughs> And I like told the important people in my life that I was going to play tomorrow. Then I just turned my phone off. <laughs> just too many texts to be fluttered in. Well, once they like, once they announced it, it's like everyone I've ever known from Chicago and like all my friends are going to like be texting me. So I, I told everyone important that I was like, I'll see you after the game. Turn the phone off. Did you get to bring any family out to Ottawa for that game? It was at home. It was at home. Okay. That's why. All right. Yeah. So some family get to come out and see, see the game for you. Yeah. They all came. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, it was it was a, a night I'll never forget. What's up, guys? As you know, the show is brought to you by DraftKings. And new customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinem.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Kansas, call 1-800-24700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort on West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown's Race in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets as far as seven days after insurance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in require max bet $50. 10-plus leg uh, required for 100% boost. Uh, eligibility, wagering, deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer is all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to Luke Holmes on repeat or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people 
or to stay calm with some guided meditation. I love my Ray Raycon headphones for, you know, listening to my country playlist up on the lake or, you know, any of the great podcasts from the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, just get to hear all my hockey news. Um, let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen. Use earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise, isolation, and awareness mode. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycon comes with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, WCB podcast listeners can get 15% off Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% off on Raycons. Buyraycons.com slash THPN. So, yeah. I mean, with that game too, I mean, you've had a lot of like kind of like a, like first and accomplishments, you know, with yeah, playing that. Weird, I have some weird records. Yeah. So, playing <laughs> that, so that play by playing in that game, you're the first SPHL player to ever play in the NHL. Sure. So, like, do you take <laughs> any pride in that? Like, I mean, I mean, it's got personally, that's got to feel good. Yeah. I mean, I, now I'm the poster boy for the SPHL, so that's good. <laughs> I just get any checks for that, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. The story's cool, you know, like, the way it all worked out, even to this day, like, I wouldn't change a thing. I loved my journey, like playing the minors, playing all these different places. Like I've met so many people, so many great teammates, so many people I'm friends with to this day that I, I might've played 30 games with in Wheeling or played 10 games with for this team, like whatever it is. Um, if it didn't work out the way it did, I might not be saying that, but it did. So I'm like, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, but yeah. And then like first goalie to win their home debut since Belfort. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Good company. Only time two Chicago land goaltenders have squared off of the UC, me and Craig Anderson, my first game. Okay. Um, that's, a, that's a fun one. Weird little stuff like that. First, so, first Chicago-born player to win the Stanley Cup as a member of the Blackhawks. Like, that, that right there would probably be, like, that's would go on, like, my tombstone. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like I said, like that stuff, like I'm so grateful for it. And like, I, yeah, like I, I still can't <laughs> believe all that happened. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. uh, very grateful and very happy for the memories that I, you know, created playing here. And, you know, it's kind of the lifelong things that like will never be taken away from you. Yeah, of course. Um, just yeah. so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> just so like, jealous. You legitimately <laughs> live. <Yeah. laughs> just like every Chicago kid's dream is to grow <laughs> up and play for the Blackhawks. Oh, you got to keep all your stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, but I didn't know you'd have it right there for you. <laughs> that stuff is so nice. The bike's in the way, but. Oh, yeah, I, got, I, I kept everything, man. I hoarded everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you show the pads. Oh, we have a good friend, like, good buddy of ours, this big gear guy. So he's like, he loves your style of pads and all that. Like, do you have like a, a goalie that was like an inspiration or you just kind of like go on your own and just like draw stuff up yourself? Yeah, I kind of go on my own. I just, I don't know why everyone wears white gear to make it look bigger or whatever, but like yeah. I'm big enough. So <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, 
take pride in like creating different like pads and I like dark colors and like stuff like that and and I've always taken pride in making the mask like I have every mask I ever had like here in my basement um and then the equipment company that I work with Brian's like the guy who does the gear is like ultra creative so oh, we yeah. never got a hard time like making something unique just um, spitting ideas off of each other yeah and I mean, as a gear whore, like I am, that was one of the best parts about the NHL. Like when I was with the Blackhawks, like no limits. I could get new pads every month if I wanted to. Like you get new helmets every month, like whatever. Because the Blackhawks <laughs> do it right, man. Like first class, everything. Um, so yeah, I had to like tone it back because I was like, I would get new pads every week. If you <laughs> yeah. Get some home, get some away pads. Maybe if there's yeah. a third ever, like just get some thirds. Just, just switching it up, you know? I literally had to sell because like I said, I kept all my gear, all my helmets for probably the last eight years. Maybe I literally had to get rid of it recently because I just didn't have enough room for it in my house. I was going to say it probably fills up your man cave there. Yes. I had like, I had, I kept a lot of pads and they lined like the walls on the bottom, but I, I gave them all to my buddy. I gave him like, uh, yeah, my buddy Carp. I gave him like, five sets of pads and like 50 pairs of gloves. And I was like, take these and you can sell them, whatever, to get them out of my house. And like, I don't have room for this stuff anymore. I, yeah, I saw oh him post on, post on like the goalie, yeah. like union page on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, he's uh, yeah. he's got the good hook up there. <laughs> <laughs> Not too shabby. Um, did you game, have, game worn stuff. You got a favorite set, like set of pads? Like I know personally my favorite was like the, the sock design. Like just yeah. so, so simple, but it, like, yeah, those it are nice. so yeah. good. With the Hawks, I like the red and white sock graphic. Um, I mean, my favorite all time is my USA one. Yeah, those are. Um, like I said, I, I don't know if you see. I got my new my new hobby in the way of this piano. <laughs> that's all. That's all my USA stuff. Oh, yeah, that's nice. You see the Whalers pads there. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course. So yeah, my, that's probably my favorite set of all time is the USA stuff, and obviously the championship stuff was like. Yeah, the, the United States flag does a does itself or lends itself very well to making some nice pads. Yeah, yeah. Stars and stripes, oof, so nice. Yeah, so, so how? <laughs> speaking of Team USA, how was it playing for uh, you know that World Championship in uh, 2018? That was so much fun. I, it, like, I'm a huge like patriot. Like, my my dad was in the army. Like, grew up always wanting to play for Team USA. As you can see, I'm still like cutting the corners. Yeah. Um, but. It was such a good group, and you get to meet all these guys from other teams coming together. And like, where we were was kind of like shitty, um, like the town we were in. But we had so much fun as a group. And there's like Hanner was the captain, and that was awesome. A couple Hawks guys there, um, but then you get to meet other guys. You can meet like Goodrow, Larkin, like all these guys, and um, you're there for so long. Like, and, like. I'm great friends with Blake Coleman. I was at his wedding like last summer, like all this stuff. Um, oh, nice. But it was just the experience and like representing your country was like really cool for me. Um, and then I'm a big like travel junkie too. So it was fun to go to Denmark and then uh, you're allowed to bring like your fiance or wife over. So she came over and we stuck around like did like a Euro tour after. Um, so overall, I mean, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. You did something too with like in Australia, like a couple of years before, Austria. right? 
No, no. Oh, I did Austria oh. too. Yeah, no, yeah. It was like a, it was oh, like a, okay, like a Wayne Gretzky, some like something with Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, it was like a cherry. Oh, I kind of remember that now. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was freaking sweet, man. It was like a free trip to go down to Australia for two weeks, and I played like three games. They make like a Canadian and U.S. team, um, and then three games in two weeks, and the rest is just like a vacation. Let's awesome. hang out in Australia. Yeah, and then I stuck around and like went to New Zealand for two weeks and. It, that was super cool too. I, I was gonna do it again this year. I was supposed to be in New Zealand right now. Oh um, shit! But, you know, I got I got Rona. Um, but uh, that's the worst. But I told the guy I was like I would do that any year because it's so much fun and and the guys who play in the NHL they they roll out the red carpet like you know nice hotel rooms first class seats and like it, it was it was a great time I, I had a blast doing that i would do that anytime it's just like a grow grow the game type of thing right like just kind of yeah. display okay so it is through it's through the nhl like everything's covered for, from them no no it's it's just like uh this this guy i don't know who like his name's carrie goulet he sets it all up and it's just like sponsored by like air canada and a bunch of companies oh, okay they raise money to uh for concussion research and so, oh, nice! Like these games, like we're talking twenty thousand fans. Like at these games, like holy shit! So like they're raising money doing it, um, and like we don't get paid, but it all gets paid for. So it's kind of a sick trade off if you like travel, just go down and see somewhere cool. Like I said, we were supposed to do four games in just in New Zealand this year. I would have been there right now, but obviously the state of the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man speaking of like i mean let's just talk about it speaking of the state of the world like how are you like how was everything when it stopped for you like it just seemed so surreal right like yeah yeah <laughs> and i always tell people i'm like extra over it because where i was playing this year in austria we were 20 minutes from northern italy which is yeah. where it popped off in january so i've been dealing oh, with shit forever <laughs> oh yeah basically all of 2020 then yeah that's, well legit because i got home on march 4th and then that's right when everyone started panicking here and so yep. i'm like i've been dealing with this shit for two <laughs> years. now you know six months into the rona i'm just like and plus like i said my fiance's a covid nurse and it's like fuck go away you know like it's been half a year what the, just need to redo it just yeah what was so what was your like your experience in austria before that how was it like uh good times or yeah it, it was awesome it was austria is like a hidden gem man it's like one of those beautiful countries that people don't really think of when they think about traveling like i lived like in the valley of the austrian alps like it was awesome i mean my team wasn't my team was good but we had like major injury issues with our imports so like my first 20 games like eight of our imports were hurt and we just got shit kicked every night. So yes. that wasn't fun. So the hockey part wasn't ideal, but the guys were great. Um, made a lot of friends, but just like have an off day. I'm going to go down to Italy for lunch or have an off day. I'm going to drive up to Germany for lunch. Like we were in a pretty cool location where you could take day trips to three different countries. That's awesome. And then in the league, you're playing the Czech Republic, you're playing in Hungary so you get to see all this stuff and like i said i'm a travel nerd so um it was cool it's pretty awesome did you uh did you end up like renting a place or did they have a place set up for you no they, they had an apartment for me they give you a car oh nice um i learned how to drive stick which 
as a 30 year old, I maybe should have known how to do that. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know how to do it. I'm 30 yeah. as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> so learn how to drive stick, ate a lot of schnitzel. Um, it was, it was fun. It was, it was super unique. Like, but it, it is funny. Like you're the hockey part too. Like you're traveling day up to a game. So like you're leaving at 9am, you're riding the bus for seven hours. You're getting off and playing a game. Like that was new. Yeah, so, in the U.S., you always show up the night before, um, and then you get on the bus after the game, drive seven hours, seven hours back, you're home at 5 a.m. It's like, and they're a little more diehard. Like, we didn't really have, like, that many days off. Like, in the U.S., there are rules. You have to have X amount of days off a month, stuff like that. But overall, it was great. Um, I'm not planning on going back, but I'm very happy I went. Nice. Are you, uh, do you have any plans for what you, you're going to do? Are you going to st- maybe try and do something else in Europe? Or are you going to try and stay here, maybe do something? Um, ideally, I want to stay here uh, because I'm getting married. I'm getting another dog. And like, like I said, being home has been great. I, I love Chicago. I love, we, you know, we bought our place a year and a half ago and like finally finished like renovations and stuff like that. And it's just nice to be home. Um, so ideally... I'm going to stay here, but because of the state of the world, they're worried about other stuff right now. They're not worried about signing a goalie. Yeah. Um, and so I, I have uh, a few offers in Europe right now that I'm saying no to. And then if nothing comes up good here, I'll probably do the same thing and go overseas in like November, like I did last year. Kind of hold out a little bit. Yeah. Um, That's good. Speaking of like how things are going here, what so what is your opinion of this whole you know twenty four team absolute oh, yeah. mayhem <laughs> that potentially is going to happen? You know, like have they even finalized the voting for the players and stuff? No, I don't think so. Yeah, and they haven't named the cities, right? Or no, I, they haven't. I've heard it's Vegas and Edmonton. Those are like I think the front runners right now. I think yeah. they're waiting to see if Canada's going to allow it because Canada, I don't even think has gone to their phase two yet. Yeah, they're borders. Yeah, so I think that's going to be iffy there, but I think Vegas is a for sure if it happens. If we'll have to let it slide, though, it would be Canada let the hockey boys in. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I hope they can do it. It's like, I, I miss watching, and the format's crazy, but it's crazy times. You know, they're doing the best they can to, like, figure out a way to finish the season. You don't want, like, an empty square in the Stanley Cup. So, um, I'm happy the Hawks squeaked in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I hope they can figure it out. I just, from what I know, that people are getting too excited because the players haven't even agreed to do it yet. So, um, I, I told my agent if they need any scab players, like give me a call. <laughs> hey, I'll I'll, I'll suit up. I don't care. <laughs> I'll just go open the door, like pass out some water bottles. It's fine. Like that's what I all did about it. Years. It's the best job ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Who did you have a? I mean, I'm assuming you were following the NHL while you were over in Austria, yeah? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Did you have any like team that was probably going to be like the? You think is going to be the favorite to win it all? Um, I mean Tampa. They're always the favorite, though. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the Corona might have helped the Hawks. Yeah, I got some got some yeah, guys that aren't hurt anymore. Pull through here, like you know. I don't know. I was talking to my buddy about it the other day. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they they went on a run and just you know took it I took mean, it all. 
you know firsthand, playoff Kane, Taves, Crawford, yeah. those are guys you Jeez. don't take lightly. Like, it's the a completely – season, who won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Kane's <laughs> <laughs> like, so, uh, walking into fifth third with – looks like the playoff mullet again. Like, I mean, the rest of the league has got to be scared a little bit. I know. I, I never sleep on the Hawks. <laughs> I, I love the fact that they switched it from a best of three to a best of five just because, like, Pittsburgh was afraid of Carey Price and Edmonton's a little bit scared to play off Kane, and you're just like, yeah. feels good. <laughs> well, we need to go five, man. It's like a goalie gets hot for just two games. It's like it's over. Crow throws two shutouts. It's over. It doesn't matter yep. how it plays. Like, five games a little bit harder, but best of three, I don't know. One player could, like, win that series. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's going to be an exciting time to watch, and I, I hope it happens sooner than later, but or just happens at all, really. Yeah, me too. I need – man, I'm a sports. Yeah. I need this to work, and I if the NFL doesn't come back, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's – well, I mean, yeah, man. Like <laughs> Weirdest time of day is, like, streaming the Bears games, like, freaking out because there's, like, an eight-hour time change. Ugh. Oh, geez. Yeah, what time do you – like, is it – Eight hours earlier or later? Later. It's later. Oh, so like, so like a, new, a noon game, is it like 8 p.m. for you? Noon or two or something, but it, I would literally watch it at 3 in the morning if they played like a 5 o'clock or 7 o'clock game. Oh, God. Jeez. Yeah. You don't, you don't just got like a DVR? Just DVR, man. <laughs> just watch it the next day. DVR and hot truck? Come on. <laughs> they might have it but not in my apartment <laughs> okay i was like hey you know what i just got this great business idea bring dvr to austria and then boom you got oh, to pl- so you got to play under coach q i love asking all the hawks that come on you know any good q stories or what was it like playing under him because you know he seems like he's a big players guy yeah, I mean, he was the man. Even post talks, like I'm, I'm still, we still talk. Um, and he was great to me. And like, I don't know what it was, but he liked me from day one. He liked me from training camp day one. Um, I think I made like I made my mark the first day with my fitness testing. Like goalies usually don't test high, but I was like in the top of the entire camp, and so I kind of like stuck out, and then. So I think he started to watch me more than you would watch like your fourth string goalie or fifth string goalie. Um, and yeah, I mean, from then on, he was like my biggest advocate and he's a big reason why I, I got my opportunities and, and then I did my job and made the most of them. And um, he was great to me the whole time I was there and, you know, even put me in and sticking with me in the first round, you know, a lot of coaches wouldn't do that, but he trusted me. And then after we win, you know, 10 minutes after we went, he comes up to me and tells me, like, don't forget, you know, this is, like, you helped us do this. And just stuff like that you'll never forget. And then just, like, the, the shitty, like, the funny stuff. Like, calls you into the office. He's, like, chewing on a cigar. And he's, like, end of the year meetings. He's, like, ah, Darl's had no problems with you this season. <laughs> okay, see you next year. <laughs> cool. I have no problems with you either, Coach. Thanks. <laughs> Better than the opposite, so. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, even just little stuff. Like, last year I was – I needed help kind of deciding where I was going to play, and I'm texting with him, and he's helping me, you know, communicate with people who are overseas and stuff like that. So he's just a great guy. He's always great to me. 
um, and we had a great relationship. Yeah, I wish uh, wish his story and a little bit better out here. Um, I wish he had kind of feel like he didn't get really. He was the kind of guy that I thought earned the right to go off his way, and I I won't get too much into that. I like I'll we'll just say touchy. It's touchy. Yeah, but, I didn't say anything, but yeah. I, I would to see it happen. But yeah. I, I have I have heard the guys love the new coach. So um, yeah, he, he seems good. great. Man. I I we feel I know personally I feel for him. I feel like he just got, got thrown into a a little wrong situation a little too early maybe. Um, but, you know, I think he's going to be a great coach, uh, whether it's yeah. Chicago or wherever he, he lands. But it's just yeah. how do you follow Coach Q? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, those There's... are some of the things to fill. It's like, how do you fill that shoe? It's like, yeah. It's like yeah. what he's considered probably the second best coach of all time behind Scotty Bowman. And it's just like, hey, Carlton. <laughs> up, bud? You're some of your players. Go get them. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, you know, we really appreciate you coming on. We don't want to take too much of your time. Um, one last question that we ask all our guests to come on. Um, we're going to modify a little bit for you because I think we might know it. It's, um, pretty, it's pretty easy. Yeah, your favorite, <laughs> so your favorite hockey memory. Um, yeah. We're taking away 2015. So, the entire year? Yeah, the entire – well, no, we'll take away winning the cup. We'll take that away. Well, then it's um, easy, my first game. But that's in 2014, so a loophole. There you go. That first game, yeah. Shit. My first game and winning are easily my two. And I mean, I have little ones too. Like my first shutout was in Madison Square Garden. Like that was super cool. Um, yeah, I'd say those are like my top three. Um, but yeah, the first game would be my number one other than winning the cup. Oh, yeah. I got, I got a random question actually. It just popped in my head because I was just thinking about it. When you were a kid and you first started playing goalie, because this is kind of the thing that I also thought about too, was there ever a time where you made a save and you're like, holy shit, I fucking nailed it, and it's just like all clicked from there? Uh, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, never mind. I just – I wasn't that good, man. I, I wasn't that good until – I hit my growth spurt. I got even worse. And I looked at it, like one thing that clicked, but like one day when I was my senior high school, like one day my coordination came back because I grew okay. very, very tall, very fast. I grew like nine inches in like less than a year. Oh wow! And, um, I was like Bambi on the ice, man. I was so bad. And then I would say the one day like my coordination came back, and then my career just like took off. And I'd say that that was kind of maybe comparable. It's not a save, but like when that happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like, like, it's something, it's the, it's the moment in time where you're like, it, it all kind of clicked back together and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, Scott, thank you so much for, you know, coming out. We really appreciate it. You know, we're big fans. So it, was, it means a lot to uh, get a chance to talk to you a little bit. Um, you know, maybe we get you on again with, uh, you know, get Cody on here too. We'll, we'll go back. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys. Oh, I'm yeah. bored. I'll do anything. Yeah. Hey, maybe we, we get some like solid details on what the playoffs are going to happen. We get a little prediction run going. Like, let's get yeah. it. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. All right. All well, right. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much again, Scott. Um, you know, stay safe you know, with everything and uh, yeah, we'll look forward to see you back on the ice. All right. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it, Scott. Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Hey. 
Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.